This faith and finance podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Healthcare Ministries. Are you finding it increasingly challenging to find affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries is a budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate healthcare cost-sharing alternative that aligns with your Christian values. And it's available in all 50 states and around the world. Learn more at chministries.org slash faithby. Proverbs 22.7 carries a grim warning about debt. The rich rule over the poor, and the borrower is slave to the lender. I am Rob West. Nowhere is that more true than with student loan debt, now just over $1.75 trillion. But you don't have to be a part of that statistic. Today, I'll talk with Howard Dayton about how you can avoid it, and then on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance. Biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Well, it's always a joy to welcome Howard Dayton back to the program. He's not only the former host of this program, but also the founder of Compass Finances God's Way and a great friend. Howard, delighted to have you back with us. Uh, Great to be with you, Rob. Howard, you've written about student loan debt in the past, and you've come across some numbers that should make anyone think twice about falling into that trap. So why don't you start there? Sure thing. It's really stunning. According to one survey, college graduates are now spending a whopping 18% of their salaries on student loan payments. And get this, 60% of them expect to make payments on their student loans into their 40s, but it even gets worse, Rob. The survey also found the average student debt for millennials is more than 41,000, and a third reported being clueless as to their loan interest rate. Mm. And what's more surprising is that many aren't willing to adjust their lifestyle to pay off their student loans more quickly. For example, less than half of those surveyed were willing to cut what they spend on eating out and entertainment. And the last big discovery of the survey, one-third of the grads said they would have skipped college in the first place if they'd known how expensive it would be in the end. Oh, yeah. And a lot of folks who didn't graduate probably feel the same way, wishing they hadn't taken on this debt and then getting a degree that could lead to a better paying job because they're still unfortunately stuck with those payments. All right, Howard, well, you've come up with five ways that students and their parents can keep from drowning in uh, student loan debt. So why don't you dive in? Well, the first one, Rob, is to start preparing early. Yeah. Urge your high school-aged kids to take dual-credit classes that will count toward college credit. I know of one couple's 17-year-old son, this is unbelievable, who graduated from high school having earned 90 college credit hours. Mm. So when he enrolled in college, he'd already completed the first three years of his college for free. I love it. And we're experiencing it now. My oldest is headed off to college next year. He's going to start halfway through his sophomore year because of AP and dual enrollment. It's incredible. All right, Howard, what's next? Another option is to enroll in the local community college the first two years to complete your general classes or to work full-time and take online college classes, which are typically much less expensive. Yeah, that is a great option. Folks need to look into essentially killing two birds with one stone. Uh, So you're reducing the overall cost of college while working and saving for future college expenses. All right. How about number three? 
secure as many grants and scholarships as possible by investing the time to research every possible opportunity. Yeah, my wife, Julie, is the poster child for that. Over $100,000 in scholarships coming out of a single-family home. She was able to pay for college completely debt-free. It's a huge blessing. All right, Howard, another way to avoid student loan debt? Well, encourage your children to work full-time during the summers and part-time at college after their first semester. You know, that first semester, they should focus on getting acclimated to the college routine, but after that... They can look for part-time jobs and then apply what they're earning toward their college costs. All right, one last way to avoid student debt, Howard. Well, this may be the most important one of all. Parents need to start saving early to help their kids to pay for college. And the 529 Education Saving Plan is a great way to do that. And you can encourage grandparents and other family members to contribute to it with cash gifts for Christmas and birthdays. I love it. All right, that was five. Does that round us out? Well, I do have a bonus suggestion. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I can't stress this one enough. Don't co-sign for your children's student loans or take Uh, out any loans yourselves. All right, great advice, Howard. Always appreciate you stopping by, my friend. God bless you. My pleasure. Love the time, Rob. All right. Folks, I hope that was an encouragement to you. I know it was to me. You can do this. You can pay for college without going into debt. You may have to get creative and plan ahead. That was Howard Dayton, founder of Compass Finances God's Way. You can read more of his wisdom at compass1.org. All right, your calls are next. 800-525-7000. We'll be right back. If the heavy burden of debt is robbing you of freedom and peace of mind, Christian Credit Counselors can help. We're a nationwide nonprofit credit counseling organization that has helped over 300,000 individuals in the last 27 years get out of credit card debt 80% faster while honoring that debt in full. To learn how Christian Credit Counselors can help you, visit ChristianCreditCounselors.org. That's ChristianCreditCounselors.org or call 800-557-1985. Are you looking for a financial professional who aligns with your biblical values? Certified Kingdom Advisors are trusted financial, legal, or accounting professionals who have completed a rigorous certification program to ensure they provide biblically wise financial advice as part of their practice. You can find a local CKA professional in your area by going to faithfi.com and clicking Find a CKA. Great to have you with us today on Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. All right, it's time to take your calls and questions. The calls have been building. It looks like only three lines remain. If you have a question today, we'd love to hear from you at 800-525-7000. Let's start in Chicago. Hi, Hope. Thanks for being on the broadcast today. Go ahead. So I thought I took a home equity loan like five years ago. Um, I found out this past year and a half that I wasn't. It was a line of credit. So knowing how bad the interest rates are, I'm paying way too much per month. And I'm wondering, um, I'm 62 and a half, uh, if I'm better off taking money out of my IRA, I know I shouldn't, but taking it out and paying this line of credit off so I don't have to keep paying 200 to 250 a month just in interest. Yeah, yeah. So the line is still open, is that right, Hope? Yes, it's still open. The balance is 27000 Okay. And uh, you said it's 27000 What is the interest rate today? 
uh, interest rate was 7.6. Okay. Yeah, and that's probably going to continue to head higher. Uh, what do you have in your IRA? How much? Right now I have 700000 They're annuities, but they're IRA annuities. Okay. And are you able to take money out without any penalty apart from the, no, the taxes? No, no penalty. It's, um, no, uh, I'm going to pay taxes. But I, yeah, am, uh, I won't have penalties, of course. Yeah. Uh, so you're still working and, and therefore not pulling anything out of this uh, annuity, IRA no. annuity? No. And they were all okay. inherited. My husband passed away 10 years ago. Um, oh, so thank you very much. Yeah. And is um, are you able to see the investments in this and how has it been doing? Uh, with the annuities, pretty well. Yeah. Well, this past year, no. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my goal was just I didn't care if I didn't make money. I just didn't want to lose anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I've actually been able to make some prior to like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, but what is it down you know, in the last year? Um, well, the actual balance is not down. I just didn't make any money at it. Okay. Okay, great. So you just haven't lost yeah. anything, which is, is excellent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think the key here is, you know, the the trade-off between the potential uh, appreciation in this as the market recovers versus this high interest rate. Do I think, you know, we're going to see 7% this year in the stock market? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think it's going to be single digits either way, but it it could be down. I mean, we got a really strong labor report that says that this economy, at least from uh, the unemployment standpoint, is holding up pretty well and inflation is coming down, but we still have a ways to go. What about a recession? What about long-term? How should you think about this? Uh, you know, I mean, it, it is 27,000 and we're talking, you know, 7%. Uh, so even if you were to pay, you know, a couple of grand on this, uh, the question is, could you do better by just realizing uh, the difference in, you know, the taxes that you paid, which you're gonna have to pay at some point and go ahead and wipe this out. I think that probably makes sense to me. Uh, I don't think there's a wrong way to go here. I mean, from a tax standpoint, we know the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that has these marginal tax rates where they are is going to run out in 2025. And the likelihood is that taxes are going higher. So once you hit retirement, even though you're making less, tax rates may be higher. Uh, We just don't know, but there's a good case to be made that we're probably at the low end of where tax rates are going to be anytime, you know, in the foreseeable future. Uh, So if you just feel more comfortable knowing that you're not kind of throwing that money away on interest, wiping it out, um, you know, I think that could make some sense. Apart from that, uh, do you have the ability through current cash flow to just start reducing this, um, you know, adding a, a principal payment over and above the interest each month? Well, that's what I was hoping I could do, but um, I'm kind of worried I won't be able to do that. I I mean, I'd like to be able to save, too, so when things happen to the car or the house, I'm trying to put a little bit of money aside. I mean, very little. So, no, I really don't have it. I mean, I'm wondering if I should even pay, like, thousand down on it to bring it down? I, yeah, I, I think I, that would be one option is, yeah, go ahead and, you know, maybe take half of it and pay that down and maybe try to do the other half out of current cash flow and just really buckle down on your spending plan. Try to keep as much in that annuity IRA as possible so it can grow for your future because we want to take a long-term perspective and these higher interest rates are probably temporary. And yet that's a pretty significant interest rate and one that you're probably not going to offset with investment results. 
result. So I think splitting kind of the difference makes some sense to me, at least, Hope, where you might say, let's knock half of this off, cut that interest in half, uh, and then you could always next tax year do the same thing. Or you may surprise yourself if you know that, man, I'm halfway there and now this 27 is all of a sudden, you know, 13.5. I think I can do this. Let me find an extra couple hundred dollars a month and, you know, apply to this balance and try to get this going in the right direction. Maybe a combination of the two would get you there. But I don't think there's a wrong answer to this. I think at the end of the day, it's what gives you the most peace of mind, uh, you know, by either paying off the debt entirely or, you know, waiting for the interest rates to come back down and just letting this money continue to grow and compound. Um, You know, there's not a right or wrong. So I'd probably maybe go half on it. But at the end of the day, maybe just pray about it and see what the Lord leads you to do. Yeah, exactly. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for checking with us. Quickly to Alabama. Hey, Dale, how can I help you? My wife and I both have wills. I'm 61 years old, and um, I'm debt-free completely and have some estate. And essentially, if if one of us passed away and the other remarried, what what could we do to protect uh, the money that we have in the estate uh, relative to what either I or she would want or, you know, protect our children? Yeah. Yeah. You'd want to connect with an attorney on that. Um, Typically, you would put the assets into a trust and they would uh, not be treated as marital assets in, uh, you know, in the event that, you know, of one of your passing or in the case of a divorce. And so, um, you know, that would be one way to handle it. But really, this is going to involve some estate planning uh, just for you to make sure that, you know, first of all, you and your wife are on the same page because you'd want to really talk this through and not make this an area of division. But as long as you all are in agreement of what you're trying to accomplish, then uh, you'd be looking at, uh, you know, putting some sort of trust in place that, uh, you know, could control those assets uh, beyond your life or beyond her life. And I think a godly estate planning attorney could help you navigate not only the financial side of this and the legal side, but also the relational and spiritual side as well. So you can honor one another, but do it in a way that uh, really honors your intent with regard to the assets beyond your life. So I'd get with a godly estate planning attorney to talk this through, Dale. If you don't have one, contact a certified kingdom advisor in your area and ask for a referral. You can find one on our website, faithfi.com. Quick email before we head into our break today. Uh, This one comes to us from Karen. She wrote to us at askrob at faithfi.com. She said, on one of your recent programs, you mentioned being able to have all of your bills paid when you die or pass on to heaven. How would a person set this up. I enjoy your program uh, here on WCG, uh, WFCJ in Ohio. And Karen, uh, it's a great question. The way you would do that is just by having a simple will. Uh, that will would name your executor for your estate, and the executor would be responsible for paying off all of your creditors. So that's covering those bills that you owe, including the debts that you have out of your estate to the extent there's money available, and then with whatever's left over to distribute those assets according to your wishes. The will's going to make sure that the court's not making that decision, but you are, and that's why it's important that you have that set up in advance. Of course, if you have minor children, really critical, because that would name the guardian as well. So just connect with a godly estate planning attorney and ask them to put together a will for you, and that will ensure that everything's covered at your death. That is the last stewardship decision you'll make We want to get it right and do it according to what we believe God is leading us to do. 800-525-7000. Back with your questions after this. Stay with us. 
We're grateful for support from Eventide Investments on the Faith and Finance Program. Eventide's approach to values-based investing is grounded in the belief that humankind was created in the image of God with intrinsic dignity, value, and worth. Eventide calls this investing that makes the world rejoice. More information is available at eventideinvestments.com. That's eventideinvestments.com. What if buying groceries, gas, or dining out could help change lives? With Christian Community Credit Union's Cards That Give to Missions, you can help spread the gospel, combat human trafficking, and protect vulnerable children with every purchase at no cost to you. Apply for your card today. More information is available at joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. The Credit Union is an underwriter of this ministry. Membership eligibility required. You know, one of the challenges with the cultural worldview of money is that it often leads to fear. We start asking the question, what if? The problem is, what if makes us think about what might go wrong in the future? Well, we can't see the future, but we worry about it anyway. Uh, The late Larry Burkett would often say, our anxieties usually are not related to the lack of things but to the loss of things. Larry would go on to explain that one of Satan's favorite tools to discourage Christians is the question, what if? What if questions lead right down the road to fear and worry? Well, Jesus addressed this in, uh, in the Gospels. Let me read it to you. He, was, uh, he says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles strive after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So what's the answer? Well, he goes on to say, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So what if we replace fear with faith and we seek first the kingdom and then let everything else come into focus, counteracting the messages of this world and pursuing a biblical worldview of money management? Perhaps that will make all the difference. This is Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We're taking your calls and questions today, 800-525-7000. Let's head back to the phones to Allendale, Michigan. Hey, Nancy, thank you for calling. I understand you have a testimony. Yes, I do. I just um, wanted to encourage your people, everyone that's listening, um, to follow God's Word in everything, and He does bless you. Um, and not always materially, but truly blesses you. My husband and I are in our middle 70s, and we never had very high-paying jobs at all. <laughs> and um, God has blessed us with everything that we need so that we have our home paid off, and we can now um, give to charity about $40,000 a year wow. by His grace. <laughs> so God is so faithful. Yes. Oh, Nancy, I so appreciate you sharing that because I know there's somebody out there today who's perhaps discouraged. They're thinking, we just don't make enough. We'd love to be able to give. We can't. We, you know, uh, don't feel like we have enough money at the end of the month uh, to to pay all of our bills. And we just want to know how to be found faithful. And you're a testimony of someone saying, listen, we've done it. And God's word is true. And when you follow these principles and live modestly and hold it loosely and try to get 
get out of debt and live within your means, God will bless you. And I love that you even said it's not always going to be materially as well. What was the key, other than just following God's Word and the principles we find in it, what was some of the keys practically to the way you all ordered your financial lives that you think led uh, to where you are today? Well, for one thing, um, you know, God teaches us to be content. And so there were times when everybody else was having vacation and we would just, you know, put a blanket over the clothesline (laughs) and have a tent outside. You know, we just, we just didn't, we didn't do it. We didn't Mm. do the things we never went out to eat. Now I'm not saying that I advise that because we really were very, very careful, but there was a time that my husband didn't have a job and I was at home taking care of two children and, um, so we did bartering. Um, I would serve them. You know, I would work for them, do some things like taking care of their children yes. in exchange for produce from the garden. Mm. So that was just one of the things. Um, yeah. I think we always we always gave at least a tenth of everything that came in, mm. even when we didn't have a job. Yeah. So, um, but God just blessed that so much. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, one year I worked for free at a Christian school hmm. because I couldn't get a job. I didn't have a vehicle. So I walked to the school and I worked for free for a year. And at the end of that year, someone gave us a new car. Wow. <laughs> God is so faithful, isn't he? Well, Nancy, what a blessing to hear your testimony today. The joy of the Lord that's clearly present in your life. I love that you said it came down to contentment. You know, contentment is an attitude, but it's also a choice. You know, I can choose to be content in every circumstance, rich or poor, happy or sad, easy or difficult, because as Christ followers, our position in Christ never changes. And we can choose to be content with what God has provided. And uh, clearly you all have done that and you're experiencing the fruit of living that way. Well, I'm so thankful for your story today, Nancy. God bless you and your husband. And uh, thanks for uh, checking in with us. Okay. God bless you too. All right. Uh, what a blessing it is. Uh, thank you for that story, Nancy. By the way, if, if you have a testimony of God's faithfulness, I'd love for you to call in someday. Maybe today's not the day, but uh, on one of our programs, take the time to call in and encourage everyone else uh, about applying biblical wisdom and the fruit that comes from living that way. 800-525-7000. Detroit, Michigan. Hey, Stephen, thanks for calling, sir. Go ahead. I was um, almost uh, 69, and I was just recently uh, was told that I need to go ahead and start my Social Security. I know that 8% is added each year. Is that a good thing to go ahead and start it at this point? Uh, yeah, Stephen. Uh, what you have to recognize is that, um, you know, once you get to age 70, that's going to stop accruing. The question is, should you wait until 70 to fully maximize that increased benefit, or does it make sense to go ahead and start taking it right now? So you're 68, you're beyond full retirement age, but you'd be giving up those increases for the next couple of years. What it's going to come down to is really, number one, do you need the money right now, or do you have the ability to wait? And what would that mean? Does that mean you have to continue to work or tap into a 401k or retirement account? 
account? And then secondly, um, you know, are you in good health? I mean, none of us know our next breath. I mean, that uh, is a gracious gift from God, so he could call us home at any time. But, you know, are you in good health? And you have longevity in your family, because if the Lord tarries and uh, and you're in good health, that's going to be the key to maximizing this. Typically, what we see is that for somebody that waits until age 70 versus taking this at full retirement age, and I realize you're a little beyond that, typically it's about 11 and a half years before you would have recouped everything you gave up during those three years in the form of a higher check. And so once you get past those 11 and a half years, now you're enjoying, uh, you know, that higher check for the rest of your life, but you got to get there. (laughs) So that's part of the unknown. So given that, give me your thoughts. Um, I'm still working and I don't plan on to retire till after 70, like I'll turn 70 in, in April of 2024, but I'll probably finish out that year anyway. So, uh, but I, like you were saying that I could go ahead and start it at 70 because I'm not, it's not accruing any more money. Oh, absolutely. You definitely would want to start taking it age 70. I think the question is just whether you wait until that point and enjoy that guaranteed 8% increase that's going to take some time for you to make up what you've given up by not collecting it at, let's say, 68 where you are now. But the fact that you'll have that higher check for the rest of your life locked in, I think is a good thing, especially if that's going to help you solve for the income that you need in retirement. So if you're healthy and you've got the ability to wait, if it were me, I'd probably do that. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll make plans to join us again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by FaithFi and listeners like you. 